You're listening to the official podcast of United Recovery Project, the number one luxury rehab center based in South Florida. If you or someone you know is drowning in the sea of addiction, don't worry, we've got your life vest. Episode three, how do I navigate my negative thoughts and emotions? Regardless of who you are, regardless of what you do for a living or how much money you have, everyone's life is determined by this one truth. The patterns in how you think and feel create your life. They don't just influence it, they create it, bottom line. Now many of you might feel pissed off when you hear this because you'd say to me, What the hell are you talking about? Some people have it so much better off than other people. Some of us are born into the worst homes. Some of us live in poverty. Some of us have terrible things happen to us that are out of our control. Don't give me that bullshit. My life is controlled by so many other factors other than how I'm feeling and thinking. But listen, I'm not disputing for a moment that our experiences can feel unfair. Poverty and starvation and disease and greed and suffering are all over this world. And when you're talking about people starving or being harmed or marginalized, that's a completely different thing. I'm not arguing against that, definitely not. But this is what I am saying. Here's what I want you to hear. Things like your bank account, your education or job, who loves you or doesn't love you, all of those things are part of your life story. They're aspects of your personal narrative, but they aren't your life. Your life is what goes on internally. How do you feel about yourself? What is the dominant emotional state you live in from day to day? Do you feel loved and love for others? Do you feel peace of mind? Or do you feel like the mental chatter and negative thoughts just drive you insane? If all of those things were on point, we wouldn't care that much that much about so many of the other things we stress about beyond our basic needs. If you and your loved ones have food, water, and shelter, and a great inner life, you'll feel like royalty every day. There's so many things that you wouldn't even sweat because it would just be so unnecessary for you. But if it's the opposite scenario, nothing outside of you can make you feel better. No matter what you have, no matter who loves you or doesn't love you, none of that crap will make you feel any different because your inner life is in shambles. Why is that? It's because it doesn't matter what life story you have if your life is miserable. Now, I know that many of you listening know exactly what I'm talking about because nobody understands the power of thoughts and emotions better than people who've experienced addiction. When you're addicted and trying to get clean, isn't it like your brain is constantly fighting against you? It tricks you. It convinces you to do things you know aren't right for you. And then afterwards, it'll legitimize it for you. But oh, if you try to resist your mind, it'll manipulate your emotions. You'll start to feel frustrated, depressed, weak, angry, unempathetic, whatever it needs to get you to use again. Think about it. Every single person who has been an addict got there from poorly managing their thoughts and emotions. If you ever said to yourself, oh, one time won't hurt, and you used because of it, you weren't managing correctly. Not because you're a bad person or because you're incapable, but for the large majority of people, they never, they never learn to manage their emotions. So in that scenario, they didn't manage their thoughts. In that moment, what if you'd ask yourself, 
Is that thought true? Do I know that it won't hurt me if I just use it once? No, I don't know that. So then why did I say that to myself? Maybe I was just making an excuse because I want to do it. And I was looking for a reason to minimize the experience. Why would I want to take that drug anyway? Is it just for fun? Is it just because I'm just goofing off and screwing around with my homeboys or whatever? Or is there a deeper reason? Am I trying to numb pain that I feel? Or maybe I'm trying to escape my life because it doesn't feel good to me. All of these are questions, inquiries that can completely change how it is the experience of which we have when we're in a situation like that. And it can change our decision making. If we learn to overcome our negative thoughts, we become so much more resistant to the threat of relapse. We learn to accept ourselves as we are, and we progress through the journey of recovery without constantly being tortured. Recovery is not and will never be about willpower. Recovery is about inner management, learning how you think and feel on a consistent basis. So first off, I want to give you guys a little insight into how thoughts and emotions work. If you're going to manage employees at work, you need to know who they are and what they're supposed to do. But in the same way, if you want to manage your thoughts and emotions, you need to understand what they are and what they do too. I mean, as a matter of fact, you can actually think about your thoughts and emotions as employees in the business that is your body and life. You have goals for your body and life. You want to create purpose. You want to experience happiness and satisfaction. All of that are the ultimate goal of the business that is your life. But your thoughts and emotions are the employees that help you get there. So you got to know who they are and you got to know what they're supposed to do. So let me first off define thoughts and emotions for you. Let me break them down a little bit so that they can make a little bit more sense. So your thoughts are literally nothing more than these mental occurrences that are created by a group of cells the size of a peanut in the left hemisphere of your brain. You know, there's this uh, neuroanatomist from Harvard University. Her name's Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor, and she explains this, that that little group of cells in our left hemisphere, that's where our thoughts are being created. That's where it's coming from. And so ultimately, that changes the game when we see those thoughts as something that are occurring physiologically, as opposed to something that's just a representation of me or myself. You know, but here's the other thing about thoughts. They have some very key aspects that we need to remember. Thoughts are influenced by your past experiences. They're influenced by your emotions and they're influenced by your physiology. That's why people who are heavily overweight or people who may be dealing with a disorder of their microbiome, they will experience emotions or thoughts that are very different than they perhaps would have if they were in a healthier state because our physiology affects that too. So when we look at all of that, we see thoughts as something that is much more simplified instead of it just being this nebulous concept. So let's just keep that in the background, okay? Now, secondly, let's hit on emotions. Emotions are the result of your life experiences being filtered through your personal conditioning. I'm gonna say that again. The result of your life experiences being filtered through your personal conditioning, that's what your emotions are. And when I say your personal conditioning, I'm simply talking about 
your past life experiences, the things you've been taught, the way you were raised, all of those things condition you to feel and think in a certain way. And when you encounter new experiences, those experiences are being filtered by those old experiences. And that's where emotions come from and that's how they're created. But they actually have a second purpose. Emotions are not only just this spontaneous event based upon our past, but it's also something that serves as an action indicator. We like to deny our emotions. We like to just throw them away or we judge them or we judge ourselves for feeling that emotion. But we really need to change our lens as it relates to how we see them. When you realize that an emotion is an action indicator, that simply means that when you experience an emotion, instead of rejecting it or judging it or hating it, simply look at it and say, what is this emotion telling me about myself? Or what is this emotion telling me I need to do in this situation? If someone is speaking to you or they're uh, talking to you in a certain way and you're feeling frustrated, you're feeling disrespected, you're feeling angry, it doesn't mean that you then need to ride that anger and punch them in the freaking mouth. It means that you need to say, what action do I need to take here? Perhaps if this is a close friend, maybe you need to start distancing from them. Or maybe in that moment, you need to check them strategically. You need to let them know what's up. But it doesn't mean that you need to become the emotion. It's simply think of emotions as an alarm system that are telling you what's going on. And in the same way, the same way that an emotion can tell you about external experiences, they can also tell you about what's happening internally. If somebody says something to you and you then feel offended, you could also ask yourself, am I feeling offended because of something going on in me? Is this a sensitive spot for me? Is this something that I need to navigate? Maybe I need to go to counseling. Maybe I need to talk to somebody or, or, or speak these, these feelings so that I can get more clarity about them. Again, the emotion is serving the purpose of an action indicator. So I know it may seem like I'm kind of throwing a lot at you right now, but it's very simple. I'm saying this simple thing, that your thoughts and your emotions are created by things beyond you. They're things that are created by your past. They're things that are created by your past experiences and your conditioning. And when we see them as these separate entities, instead of these things that determine how amazing or shitty we are, it helps us to disassociate and come to a much greater level of peace as it relates to them. So I've got one more little piece of uh, information that I want to give you about thoughts and emotions before we move on. If you guys are tired of my, <laughs> my little nerdy scientific concepts, I apologize. But I'm bringing this information for a very important purpose. It's because I know that there's someone listening right now who's gaining deeper clarity about themselves and their experience of recovery. They're getting to understand why it is that their thoughts are so tricky, why they're so convincing, why it is that their thoughts oftentimes feel like they're going against what it is that they really want. Their thoughts may try to convince them to use the drug when they know that they want to stop. They know they want to get their life together. Why it is that their emotions are so uh, excited and happy one second and then the next second they're in the gutter and yet nothing happened and there's no reason behind it. I know that those people are gaining clarity right now. And the thing is, when you bring clarity to your recovery process, it helps you to feel more successful, to feel more confident, to feel more excited for your future. 
And so that's what I'm going for right now. And so the last little thing I want you to know is that your thoughts and emotions have a cyclical relationship. That means that your emotions direct your thoughts, but at the same time, your thoughts influence your emotions. What's the result of this? It makes both of them biased and inaccurate, and they feed off of each other. So if something terrible or if something annoying happens in, in the beginning of the day, let's say you go to work, and as you were driving, you ran into crazy traffic, so you end up being 30 minutes late. And then you get into work and then your boss is pissed off at you. And so now you've already started your day. It's only been like two hours into the day. You've already gotten yelled at by your boss. You've already been stressed out by traffic. You're already feeling like you're throwing out of your inner, you're, you've been thrown out of your inner alignment. Like your day's starting off just shitty. So your emotions now are in the gutter. What's going to happen as a result of that? As you move throughout the day and you continue to think about things, that means that if your emotions stay there, your emotions will start to influence your thoughts. So shitty emotions start creating shitty thoughts. But then those same shitty thoughts turn around and start to influence your emotions. And so now you get home after work and your spouse is there and they're cooking for you or they're doing whatever. And they're just having a normal conversation with you. And then out of nowhere, you snap at them. And you snap because you say, they're just being so annoying. They're just pissing me off. They just need to leave me the hell alone. Is it really that your spouse is being annoying that they need to leave you alone? Or is it that your inaccurate thoughts and inaccurate emotions have been a snowball rolling throughout your day and making you perceive everything negatively? It's probably the latter. So needless to say, I'm saying that you don't need to trust that negative voice in your head all the time. As a matter of fact, that bastard is wrong more than the right. That voice you're hearing is not you. It's simply the combination of the emotions that are in you and the old thoughts you've been repeating your entire life. So here's one more little interesting concept that'll help you imagine this. Have you ever heard a song or have you ever had a song stuck in your head? You know, maybe it's like a catchy song. Like, you know, I remember there was uh, when when Drake came out with that with that song. I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's throwing me off right now. And now it's making me look choppy. But forget it. There was this annoying song that was going crazy on the radio and everybody was singing it. And so next thing I knew, it was just popping in my head every time out of nowhere. And I couldn't get rid of it. It was just stuck in my head. No matter what, I couldn't make the song go away. I'm sure that many of you have had that same experience. Here's my question for you. Why is it that you can't make the song go away if that voice is you? And furthermore, who is it that's, who is it that's singing the song against your will? Clearly, if it was you, then you would stop. But you can't, can you? It's as if someone else is singing the song to you in your own head. Well, that's exactly what's happening. Your mind is the one who's speaking, not you. So my point is, you don't have to believe your thoughts. You don't have to accept them as true just because you hear them in your head. If you're an addict and you're telling yourself, I'm worthless, I don't deserve to get clean, you can know for a fact that that's not true. The voice could be the memory of your parents scolding you as a child, or maybe someone that you've encountered that was close to you that kept feeding you negative energy and negative thoughts. That could just be simply a replayed memory of that. 
but it's not your own thought. If you're saying to yourself, life will always be miserable, you don't have to believe that. That thought is coming from the emotions of discouragement or pain or unworthiness. Set yourself free for them from them because you don't have to feel like they're you. And in the same way, emotions are the same way. When you, right, in the same way, emotions are the same way. Why are you guys listening to me again? But anyway, I'm moving forward. Emotions, just like thoughts, are things that you don't have to trust. That they so often are coming from things that are not you. But when the emotion comes, simply ask, what is this emotion saying to me? Is it saying something about myself that I need to look at more deeply? Or is it saying something about the situation that I should respectively react to in a strategic manner? Either way, it's giving me an action indicator, some deeper insight that I should gain about myself or some action that I should conduct in the outside world. Very, very simple. So before we wrap this up, I want to leave you guys with three tools for managing your thoughts and emotions. Three tools that I've referenced in the stories I've been giving, but I really want to add some meat to those bones and actually give you some terms that you can not only research, but think about, apply into your life. And you'll find that in recovery, as you progress through life, these tools will help you on a daily basis to make sure that your experience is optimal, that you can keep relapses at bay, that you can keep moving forward, keep striving, and seeing your life unfold into the beauty that you imagine it to be. So the three tools that I wanna give you are self-inquiry, disassociation, and emotional goal setting, all of which are very easy to apply, and you can use these simple steps that I'm about to break down. Self-inquiry is a lot like what I was referencing earlier when I was talking about a person using one time because they're saying, oh, that it won't hurt just to do it one time. Self-inquiry is pretty much the concept of stopping when you feel a thought or emotion. The second you see thoughts and emotions rise that you don't like, stop. Stop and inquire about them. Ask Number one, is this thought or emotion true? Is it based upon a logical fact that can't be disputed? Or is the truth of it shaky? If so, then what is it telling me? Is it telling me something that I should be paying attention to? Or is it telling me that this is just something I need to let go because this doesn't make any sense? If I have some random ass thought that I realize has nothing to do with my day or my experience or nothing to do with something that I have responsibility over, I can just let the thought go. But if I'm feeling it and it doesn't feel good, I should inquire. Because when you question the thought, when you question the emotion, you take away its authority. So many of us live in the state where they, we just give authority mindlessly to how we think and feel. If we feel angry, we give so much authority to that. And then we start parading around the world as if we have a right to be angry. If we have a certain thought, so often we automatically believe it. If we have a negative thought about a person, we'll just judge that person freely without asking ourselves, hmm, why is it that I'm judging this person this way? Do I think they're stupid? Do I think they're an asshole? Is that really true? Or is it just that I'm doing that for another reason that I need to seek? So when you take the authority away from your thoughts and emotions, you bring the authority back to yourself. 
You make yourself the authority figure in your recovery, in your life experiences, in your relationships. And that's always where you want it to be. And so that's the first tool. The second tool is disassociation. And that one we've also talked about. Disassociation just means you are stepping away from something instead of identifying with it. When you disassociate from an emotion, for example, that simply means that you're not adding that emotion to your identity. You're not becoming the anger. There's a huge difference between being angry or being sad and acknowledging that you're feeling angry or feeling sad. Do you get what I'm saying? Because if you're saying, I'm angry, that means you're identified with the anger. You're fully immersed in it. And your ability to optimize it, to learn from it, or to reduce it is significantly weakened. But if you say, I'm feeling angry, you can then say, well, there's many times that I'm feeling happy. So maybe I don't want to feel angry right now. And if I don't want to feel angry, what can I do to navigate that? It gives you power. It gives you, again, a new sense of autonomy and authority because you always want to have the autonomous um, focus. You always want to have that autonomous power in your own recovery. This is all about taking away your susceptibility to things that you don't want to be a victim to anymore. You were already a victim to drugs. That's terrible. And it was so stressful. I can only imagine for each person who is in recovery or is currently addicted. Every one of you has your own story. And the fact that you were victimized by this thing that initiated this disease, this struggle in you is terrible. So why allow yourself to be shackled by something else? Why let yourself be shackled by your own thoughts or your own emotions? Be the agent, be the victor, be the champion in your own life. And take your power back. And the last tool is emotional goal setting. Very simple thing. If you are setting goals in your emotions, you're simply determining ahead of time how you want to feel. Every day when I wake up, I set a goal for my emotional state. I tell myself, my goal today is to be empowered or my goal today is to be spontaneous and free and whimsical. And once I set that goal, I'm no longer so reactive to the things I experience. If during that day I get some rough withdrawals, for example, if you get withdrawals, if you're in relapse and it was pretty recent that you stopped, or if you're feeling something like, anger because of something someone did to you, when those events occur, instead of just reacting to them, you've already preemptively said that I want to be empowered or happy or whatever. And so the second that negative experience happens, you're already on top of it. You're already on the front lines and you're not letting yourself become victim to it. And so those three things, self-inquiry, disassociation, and emotional goal setting can be used on a daily basis to take your life and recovery to the next level. You have just listened to the official podcast of United Recovery Project, the number one luxury rehab center based in South Florida. If you or someone you know is looking for treatment or the ideal facility to enter rehab, we would love to be of assistance. You can call us at 866-680-8063. That's 866-680-8063. 
You can also find us on Instagram at united underscore recovery. So please, guys, reach out. We love you all, and we'll see you soon.